0: Hey, Outlaws, welcome to this final episode of our summer series and the last episode that we're going to be airing for a few weeks. I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted to share in this episode. It felt like it had to be profound, it felt like it had to be this monumental episode because it's the last in the series and the last in the season. And then I remembered that it's not the end, it is merely a transition. Right? is a transition from one season to the next. And whilst we are going to be taking a break from airing any new episodes in the month of August, there will be a new season trailer coming towards the end of the month. And the new season is going to be starting on September 1st, which when I looked at my calendar and I saw that it was going to be September 1st, it filled my heart with joy. <laughs> I was so excited. It felt so aligned that September 1st would be the first new episode of our autumn season of the show. And whilst we are going to be taking a break from airing new episodes, I am going to be busy behind the scenes recording new guest episodes. I have been having so much fun sitting down with our guests and getting ready for this next season of the show. Let me tell you, it may be very warm outside, but I am channeling all of the autumnal and witchy vibes when we are discussing cozy conversations and really getting into the next season's theme, which I'm not going to share with you just yet, because we have a trailer coming, as I said, and uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep that one to myself so you can wait to see what the season um, theme is going to be. Now, some of the other really exciting things we have happening, and I have mentioned this on Instagram and probably in my emails, is that we are going to Patreon. Yes, I have wanted to start a community for the podcast for quite some time, probably from the very beginning. So, when I started to record the first few episodes of Entrepreneurial Outlaws, it was about this time back in 2020. And I always imagined there would be a community. That was always the plan. But at the time, I was really busy, it was new, and I didn't want to commit too much in the beginning. And I'm glad I didn't, right? I'm glad I didn't. It's another one of those moments where I'm really, I'm certain that my intuition was guiding me and was like, don't do it. Don't. It was like that TikTok sound, girl, don't do it. Um, I knew not to start the community then. And it makes sense because I kind of kept the podcast fairly quiet because I was so fucking nervous. But the community over the last two years has grown we have grown. And it is really difficult for me to actually measure how much we've grown. So I'm going to be really honest about that. But I know we've grown because I can see how many people are applying to be guests. And I get messages every so often from those of you who have listened to an episode and connected to it. I get I get responses from our guests previously who have said, thank you so much for having me. And I got a new client from being on the show or you know, different, different messages. And these are the ways in which I'm measuring growth, which is a really nice segue into today's episode, by the way. But um, I have seen That growth of the show. And I'm gonna be totally honest. Like, I know how I listen to podcasts. I know that I can I typically go through phases of listening to certain shows. And I'm a big true crime fan. Please tell me there are some other weirdos out there with me. And I mean weirdos in the sense of if you listen to morbid, if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I love listening to true crime podcasts. I am definitely that like that meme on TikTok of what people think I'm listening to versus what I'm actually listening to. Um, And I know how I respond to podcasts and I definitely go through phases and there are times when I will listen to certain things. And so I never had any expectation that people were going to listen to every episode of this show or go back and binge. But, you know, I, I'm i so grateful for every single one of you for being here and listening in to what I have to say. And because of that, I knew I wanted to create that community and I knew that I wanted to evolve our show, right? It is a movement. From the very beginning, when I started this back in 2020, I said, this is more than a podcast. This is a movement. And I have seen that. When people tell me that they feel outlaw, it makes me want to cry. Like, I'm an Aquarius. I don't cry. (laughs) I don't cry in front of people, I should say, very often. But it makes me really emotional. It really helps me see how connected you all are to the work that we do. So we are going to be opening up a Patreon. The waitlist, Is now open, and you can join the waitlist via the show notes. The Patreon itself will be opening in August, so we will have all of the um, information available in the next couple of weeks. And the first bonus episode will be airing on the 27th of August. So, what do you get when you join our Patreon community? So, there is only going to be one tier. I'm keeping this super simple. So, it's going to be one tier, and it is £8 a month. Um, for those of you who are not in the UK or using British pounds, it will just convert to your currency and payments are always taken on the first of the month. So when you join our Patreon community, you'll get access to all of the bonus episodes. You will be able to listen to two new additional episodes every single month. Those episodes are going to be aligned with the new moon and the full moon. Um, this is basically work that I have been doing for the last 18 months. I have been hosting new moon circles and full moon circles. And again, as my business has evolved and shifted, I felt kind of crunchy and I knew I needed to shift the way in which I was delivering this work. And, We have, of course, had more and more conversations here on the show about the lunar cycle. And this is something I'm really passionate about. It's something that people really um, want to know more about. It's something that I have really enjoyed learning and sharing. And it's something that really helps me to feel very grounded in my business. And it reminds me of how powerful I can be. It helps me to create goals and intentions that feel really good. um, And for such a long time, they didn't. So this is why we are connecting to the new moon and full moon as a part of the Patreon community. So every single month, you'll get these two bonus episodes, the new moon and full moon cycles. And essentially, what you can expect in these episodes is me talking you through what to expect, the energy, and we're we'll going through some journal prompts. So, one of the beautiful things about this is that you will be able to listen during the new moon, you'll be able to listen the day of, the day after, the energy lasts for a few days. But you'll be able to put your earbuds in, grab your journal, and journal in real time. That is my goal: is that you have the opportunity to pause and journal during the new moon and full moon each month. And we will be talking business as well. So whenever I've hosted these new moon and full moon cycles, it's always been connected back to our businesses. So that is my kind of way of approaching it. You may see my posts on Instagram where I always talk about how we can connect back to our businesses because the reality is our businesses and our emotional and spiritual and mental energy, they're all connected. They don't work in isolation. So the fact that we can connect these two things together and have these journaling sessions together during these phases is going to help you to stay grounded. It's going to help you to connect back to yourself. And it's going to be this really loving and gentle reminder. So you can still work, you know, along the growing calendar, you can still run your business from the first to the 30th or 31st of a month. That's really not even the point. But these will be gentle reminders to just stop and check in with yourself. And there is a community via Patreon. So you will be able to ask questions. You can post, you can chat with each other if you want to. And I'll make that really clear because I know what it's like to be a part of a community and feel like all of the the reason to be there is because you should be online all the time. We're busy. We have businesses to run. We have lives outside of our businesses. And you'll know that I am an advocate for creating a business that allows us to live our lives. So I don't have an expectation that you need to be in the community. I don't have an expectation that you need to post and that's how you're going to get the most from it. The most that you're going to get is because of these new moon and full moon cycles. I really want to encourage you to connect back to yourself and to give yourself that time. If that time is posting in the group, cool, great, fun. But if it's not, that's also okay. There is no way of doing, there is no specific way of doing this. There's no one way of doing this. And the point of having it on Patreon is because it makes it really simple for you to access the shows. It will make it really simple for you to download and listen to these episodes and one of the other things that you will get when you join our patreon is some outlaw stickers so you'll know I love doing some drawings, and of course, I have been working on these Outlaw stickers stickers for quite some time, so when you join, you'll also get a little little happy mail from me. I love sending happy mail. We all love receiving happy mail, so you'll get that as well as like a little thank you for joining um, when you join in the first month. So yeah, I am so excited for the Patreon to go live. I'm so excited to welcome you into our community and to just... See this community continue to grow. Um, so, as I said, the waitlist is now open. You can join the Patreon waitlist over via the show notes, um, or you can find it on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, go to the link in the bio, and you'll find it there. The Patreon is going to open in August, and as I said, the first episode drops twenty seventh of August. Now, of course, if you join before the twenty seventh of August, there will be some. There'll be some content in there ready for you. Don't worry. So you're going to have some stuff to listen to before we go live. Um, But yeah, I am super excited. And if you are already on the wait list and you are excited as much as I am, please share with your friends, share it with any business buddies who, you know, need this. Um, We all have those people in our community who are still trying to divulge from hustle culture and divulge from diet culture and really move away from a lot of this toxic unethical marketing and business practices and it can feel very overwhelming in the beginning and I think this is something we haven't talked about in a while on the show Um, but it can be really overwhelming it can be really scary because if we if what we're doing isn't working we typically still try to do it does that make sense like one of the most incredible things about human beings is that we find something that works and then we go, cool, okay, let's find the next thing that works instead of sticking with the thing that works. And I think what can happen is when we, when things aren't working, but people keep promising us it will, and we have built these relationships with these folks, um, and I'm talking specifically, you know, business coaches and coaches within the online business space, we can feel a lot of shame and guilt if we decide that perhaps that's not the route we want to take, that's not the path we want to take. This is how I felt for such a long time. And it was really scary when I decided to leave behind those industries and leave behind those practices. Um, And for me, it took a while to, you know, really break free from it and then start to see, oh, there are so many other ways we can do this. And that's one of the great things that having this show has hopefully been able to do for all of us, I know it's done it for me, is showing you how many different types of ways we can run a business. Because every guest we have on the show is doing something a little different, is running their own business on their own terms, which is really, you know, a key part of being an entrepreneurial outlaw. It's part of that anatomy is that you're doing things on your own terms. And as I think our guest Aura North said a few weeks ago, this is all just one big experiment, right? This is all just one big experiment. That was like a major takeaway from that episode. I remember sitting there listening to her and I was like, yeah, like I knew it but I didn't know it. I hadn't stopped to really remind myself that, oh, this whole fucking thing is just one big experiment. Like no one actually knows. No one has an actual blueprint. And yet we believe there should be. And we believe that there is one way of doing things or one way of being successful or one way of, you know, running a business. And that is going to bring me into today's episode. So today's episode, to transition, not finish, from this summer series as we head into the next season of the show, we're going to be looking at five different ways we can measure success as entrepreneurs. Now this actually started out as a piece of content, right? And I recorded a TikTok video and shared the fact that we do not have to measure success in a certain way. So there was this fun little voiceover. And I was just, you know, merely saying that we do not have to make six figures to be a successful entrepreneur. We do not have to hustle. We do not have to post more on social media. These things do not inherently make us successful. And somebody responded and said, how do you know? And that was really hard for me because I was like, is this, I don't know this person. Are they trying to, uh, are they trying to bait me? Um, but I chilled and I just responded to the comment. I was like, you know what? This is a really good question. How do I know? And I want to share with that with you today. How do I know that making six figures does not make you a successful entrepreneur? Now, I'm not saying that anyone listening who is making six six figures isn't successful. That is not what I'm saying. I'm also not saying that six figures or whatever the income goal is nowadays that that's not desirable or that we should be turning it down. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though, is for those of you who are listening, who have felt trapped by some of this language, maybe you felt really intimidated by the idea of this being the goal that you're supposed to work towards. My hand is raised high. I want you to know that there are other ways that you can measure success. And so also I'm speaking to those of you who perhaps don't measure success in your business financially, right? So perhaps income is not the thing that's driving you in your business. Perhaps how much money is in your bank account is just not really a factor. Now, I would say that there is some privilege with that. I know for myself that I'm incredibly privileged that I don't have to run my business to make money. I do freelance work and that pays a majority of my bills. I am in a very privileged position that I have that income coming in. So my business gets to be something that I get to really get a lot of joy from. And even though it's not making me, uh, it's not paying my bills right now, it's something that I'm willing to spend the time on to see it grow. So I know that not everyone is in that position. So I want to be very clear about that. But today I want to talk about some of the other ways that we can measure success. And I think the beauty of this is that you don't have to do this all the time, right? So there might be times when measuring your income is the thing you're going to do right? It might be that it's not the thing that drives you. It may not be the thing that gives you a lot of passion, but it still might be the thing you need to focus on. And I think that's so important. It's giving ourselves autonomy to choose how we run our business, how we decide what the goals are, and knowing that you have the choice to change your mind at any given time, right? You can change your mind because it's your business. Just because you have said one thing publicly or you have decided, maybe you've wrote it down, so it's okay. You can still change your mind. And I just want to give you that reminder today, that permission, because I know that sometimes I can get very stuck with the mindset that if I commit to something, that's it, right? That's it. That's what I have to do. Because I said I was going to do it. So now I have to do it. And every time I change my mind, I feel like sometimes I'm pushing, like I'm pushing the envelope. I'm pushing the boundaries because I'm like, this feels so crunchy. This feels so uncomfortable, because we're told that it's flaky, right? But it really isn't. So you can change your mind. You can take some of these ways, these kind of ways to measure success, and you can use them perhaps when you're not achieving your income goals. It can serve as a beautiful reminder that there are other things that are happening in your business. There are other things that you can see as successful. So, you know, whilst we're not turning down six figures, perhaps you know you're in a situation like myself where that's not necessarily your goal right now it's not on your radar doesn't mean it's never going to be doesn't mean that it's never going to happen but perhaps for right now you're focusing on other things you're listening to entrepreneurial outlaws a podcast for creatives introverts empaths and spiritual folks Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling, soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry we'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So, are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so let's get into these five ways to measure your success in business that have nothing to do with money, that have nothing to do with productivity. The first question you can ask yourself and this can be a great journaling prompt as well by the way is how much fun am I having right how much fun are you having in your business this in itself can be a very challenging question to ask ourselves because hustle culture has taught us that business shouldn't be fun right I think that hustle culture consistently tells us that it's supposed to be hard work. Now, I'm not saying that hard work can't always be fun. It can. Also, it depends on what we consider as individuals to be hard work, right? Again, autonomy to choose and also the reality that all of these things are subjective. But how much fun are you having, right? How you measure fun in your world, in your life, are you having fun in your business, one of the questions you could ask yourself is how much fun have I had this week or this month? Because what can sometimes happen is we maybe have a really crappy week, right? We all have them. Maybe we have crappy day and we all know that we're not supposed to allow that crappy day or crappy week to kind of continue. But, you know, sometimes it just can. And especially if it's something that is actually, you know, not just surface level crappy. It's not just maybe us feeling like having a pity party. It could be like actual shit going on in the world which we have continued to experience the last few years and there are so many things that can happen to us personally and in our private lives that of course impact our businesses and they can stop us from having fun and that's absolutely okay right? We're not going to be necessarily having fun all the time. But if we have a certain way that we get joy from our businesses, or we get joy from our hobbies or lives, we can also look at this in terms of our business. You know, am I enjoying the tasks that I'm working on? Am I enjoying the the processes that I have in place? You know, am I enjoying the work I do? And this can feel like a really big question, because if not, then you might want to do some extensive journaling around this question. You know, why isn't it fun? Why am I not enjoying it? Is this temporary? You know, how long has this been going on? Because when I look back at my business, for the longest time, I was not having fun. I was saying to a friend the other day, how unbelievably stressed I used to be in my business. I was not having fun in any part of my life. And I was so focused on my business. I was, I I just was miserable. So we can really, really explore this question in depth, right? We can explore this question in depth. And I think it's a really nice way of being able to journal about our businesses, right? It's another example of being able to really focus on our business in our journaling. Even if you answer one of these questions a day, or you just add it into part of your journaling practice, it can be a really great process and practice to have. So the second, the second question, second journal prompt, second way of measuring success. How creative do I feel? How creative do I feel? Again, very subjective. Creativity means something different to all of us. But how creative do you feel in your business right now? right? How creative have you been this week? And again, that doesn't have to be, I know that for me, creativity looks like giving myself the space and time to draw, giving myself the space and time to create pen pal letters and have fun with those, those, creative aspects of my business. Obviously, that's part of my job. I have to, you know, if I'm not drawing, then I don't have the stickers to create. But there's also creativity in content creation, for example. You know, sometimes we could be so focused on just like pumping out content that we don't get to have fun or be creative with our content creation. Um, Maybe we don't get to have fun or be creative with videos or the ways in which we write, perhaps it can feel very, very structured and really focused on just getting it out because we're so busy. So again, this can be another way of exploring inside your business, you know, how creative do you feel? Not just in those Perhaps more artistic ways, but also with your work and how creative you feel as you're delivering, you know, delivering videos or delivering projects. Um, How creative are you feeling in terms of what you're going to do next in your business or the next project you're going to work on? So again, you can see how these are very expansive. It's not just, you know, it's not going to be measured in a number. Yes, of course, you could create a scale and have a, a one to 10. But the idea is actually to encourage you to be more expansive with this and really look at the different ways in which you are being creative in your business and how creative that allows you to be. And the third one is how much ease does this bring to my business? And I think this is a beautiful way of looking at different tasks or projects in your business, ways of working. So, let's just take one example. Let's take email newsletters, right? So, perhaps you have an email newsletter and you have um, people that you write to, whether it's weekly or monthly or however frequently you decide to do that or infrequently. Um I have shared on here previously how I used to feel so frustrated writing my email newsletters. I found it really hard because I was so focused on delivering something profound, mind-blowing every single week. And some weeks I just didn't have anything to say and I would get so... I'd feel so overwhelmed and ashamed if I missed a week. And now I feel less overwhelmed and less ashamed. But I've also tried to make my newsletters more reflective of me as a human being. I've tried to make them more fun. You always get a journal prompt, um, usually connected to the moon. At the end of the email, I tend to share some music that I've been listening to or something that I heard that I maybe haven't heard in years. And let me just say, at least every week, someone clicks on that music link. I love you all for doing that. Um, And I will talk about maybe a book that I finished reading and what I thought about it. I'll talk about the products I'm creating. And the point being that by changing the way I wrote my email newsletters, it made everything feel easier, right? It made everything feel easier. Now, it wasn't actually simpler. It was actually wasn't simple at all. I did need to make sure I had like a template and a structure to my email newsletters because there's lots of different sections within my email newsletters. But the process of writing them became a lot easier because it was just me. It was just me writing to you all as if you're my friends, right? Which I consider you all to be. So that meant that the process became easier. It brought more ease into my business, right? You can also do this perhaps if you have hired somebody a team member and you're starting to which we all experience by the way that kind of little residual panic of oh my god this person's now relying on me what have i done right i think hi- we've talked about this before on the show hiring a team is scary as fuck it should not be taken lightly at all i don't care what all the business coaches out there say um it is really really scary to hire someone in your business but The flip side is how much ease that person is bringing into your business. So this is a really great way of like looking maybe in those first couple of months or first few months of hiring them, how much ease is having them on your team bringing to your business? And I always make a real effort to, you know, share with my my team members, like, thank you so much for the work you're doing. You have made my life so much easier. You have made things feel so much easier and lighter in my business, you know, scheduling my email newsletter or You know, you replying to the podcast guests or setting up their folders, things like that, that I can easily do. I probably don't even take that long, but it's a task that takes me away from the stuff that only I can do. And I really think that is, you know, it's a conversation that is probably overworked in the online space. But I think this is a beautiful way and a very expansive question of looking at different layers of your business from tasks that you do routinely in your business to hiring people within your business and within your team and looking at how that's bringing more ease into your business. This is a beautiful way of measuring your success, right? Because if your goal is to have a business that allows you to have time off, that's ease, right? Having people who allow you to do that in your team, outsourcing or creating workflows or systems that allow you to do that, that's providing you with ease. And so don't neglect those things in your business because they are going to bring you more ease and more ease means that you have more time for other things that you want to do. So the fourth question, the fourth way to look at measuring your success that isn't productivity or money, is how much time do I spend away from my business? How much time do I spend away from my business? I'm going to be really honest with you. The last couple of weeks, I have felt a little bit trapped by my business, and I don't know why. Um, me and that journal, we need to, we need we need some pages, because I have felt like I've not been spending time away from my business. And I'm fully accepting that, you know, these things ebb and flow. And so it's a season, it's a period of time. It's not forever. It's not permanent. I'm in control. But I don't like that feeling. You know, I don't like getting to like Thursday and feeling like, I still have tons of stuff I want to do. There's all these things hanging over my head. I hate that feeling. That's not how I want to feel in my business. I want to feel like I'm in control. I want to feel like if I want to take a day off, I can. And of course I can. But this is a question that I've been spending a lot of time with just recently. How much time do I spend away from my business? And I'm up. One of the things that I have really noticed this year, and I don't know, I know some of some other people have said to me that they've noticed this in themselves as well. This year is the first year, obviously, since 2020, or since 2019, I guess, where I have been able to do a considerable amount of things that I used to do, right? So, like pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, I used to go to concerts. Um, you know, that became something that I was doing very frequently throughout the year. And that was in essentially one of the reasons why, you know, I w- didn't want to go back into employed work. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to be able to have this, you know, flexible schedule and business is because I could go to London for a concert or wherever it was um, for a couple of days if I wanted to. And I'm really fortunate that I have a life that allows t- that me to do that. And then obviously for two years, I didn't do any of that. And going back to concerts, and I've, I've shared this before, but the beginning of this year, I did my first my first show was three days. It was like I just threw myself back in there. It was actually four days um, as a festival. And I was very anxious, very, very anxious. And I did get sick. I didn't get COVID, but I did get very sick afterwards. Um, probably between all the people and the anxiety I felt that just, you know, it was a lot. And I came back from there telling myself that I'm not going, I'm not going to do that again. I have no desire to do a four day festival because my enjoyment comes from hearing the music, um, the intimate shows, And I really want to make sure that I am spending that time wisely. You know, so whilst there are things that I still want to be able to do, like going to shows, the way I want to do it is very different. So this year I've been to a number of shows already, and I still have a few planned for the rest of the year. And whilst I enjoy them, it brings this new sense of, you know, preparation. It brings this sense of anxiety with it. Because any time I'm going anywhere now, even if I'm just going into Norwich, which is like, you know, the next city or this city from the closest city from where I am, I still feel like I've got to think about a million things that I didn't used to have to think about. And that's absolutely okay. And I'm more than willing to accept that. And I'm more than willing to, you know, make sure I have hand sanitizer and mask that I know what I'm, you know, what, know where I'm going to park and all these different things. But it impacts the way I feel about spending time away from my business. Because I became a real homebody the last couple of years. I have felt like, I can't wait to be home. I can't wait to be close to my family, to my husband and my son when I'm away. And whilst I enjoy being able to create memories and enjoy being able to do things and experience things, I also can't wait to get home. And so... There's this real contradiction between how much time I want to spend away from my business and learning to spend time away from my business that doesn't mean I have to go and do things. And so this is something I've been personally exploring. I feel like I went off a complete tangent now. I'm so sorry, but, you know, this is how it is spending time with me. Um, but I, I, I want to spend time away from my business, but I also love my business. And that can be a really difficult thing for us to measure, right? So, you know, explore it. How much time are you spending away from your business? You know, whether that's going for a walk every day, going out and sitting in the garden or a park or wherever you want to sit that isn't doing business stuff. You know, how much time do you give yourself and carve out for that? One of the ways I love to do this is giving myself some space each month to go into my pen pal letters, um, I sometimes will, you know, do like one a week and give myself, you know, an hour a week for like one new, one pen pal. They do not have to take that long. I just might take that long. Um, or, you know, the other week I did all three in one day. I had a major headache by the end. of It <laughs> It was a lot. Um, but I did all my pen pal letters that I needed to do or wanted to do in one day. And I just sat outside in the garden and I just spent all this time, you know, creating and drawing and adding stickers and it was really fun. But I could feel how this sense of, you know, this sense of you're being lazy, you should be working, you've got things to do kind of in the back of my mind. And, you know, however much we try to divulge from hustle culture, however much we try to divulge from these narratives, it's still there and the shame can still linger. So I just want to be very honest about that, that I'm not immune to the fact that hustle culture still impacts the way I run my business sometimes. But I do have to kind of put my middle finger up and say, no, fuck you. I am going to go and sit outside and chill and do this because I know, I know that spending time away from my business helps me to be refreshed. It helps me to be more creative, you know, taking breaks, is, quote, productive. You know, rest is productive. Um, I don't, I feel like saying rest is productive is, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable saying that sometimes. I'm like, I don't know if rest is productive. Rest just is. And it shouldn't have to be productive. You know, it should just be part of being a human being. Um, That's probably an episode for a whole other time. But anyway, so how much time are you spending away from your business? And the fifth way of measuring success the fifth question you can journal about as well um nice segue into how rested do I feel right how rested do I feel and of course this can this can look look many ways but I think for me I can feel in my body when my business is taking over my brain um because I can sense that I wake up in the morning and I feel, I feel on edge. I'm like running through in my brain on repeat what I'm what I need to do. And I'm like trying to structure it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I actually did that yesterday. I was like, I'm going to go this, do this. I'm going to take Grace into school. Then I'm going to do this. Then I've got this to do. And then this morning something shifted and I just kind of eased into my day instead. And I was like, no, like, you don't need to structure all this, this stuff. Yes, you want to record the final episode of the podcast, then just do it. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be this specific structure of when I'm going to do it and what time, just get it done. And so here we are. But for every, for, for all of us, feeling rested is going to look different, you know, um, you know, I know just between like my husband and I, the what rested looks like is very different. How we rest is very different. You know, um, we went on vacation as a family with my mum and her partner uh, at the end of May. And they were, you know, it was very much a relaxing, restful vacation. But my mum, is Virgo through and through, and she kept saying, I'm a doozer, and what she meant by this is, like, I do things, like, I'm not gonna, if something's there to be done, I'm just gonna go on and do it, and, like, that is how she is, and, um, that definitely has rubbed off on me, um, or rubbed off on me as a, you know, a child and a teenager, but at the same time, I'm now in this place in my life where I'm, like, no, I just want to rest, um, I want to be, I I just want to slow down, and she doesn't have that, right? She she very much struggles to rest in that way. Um, and what's really interesting is how she would measure being rested is so different to mine. Um, and the ways in which, you know, I can get more creative rest are going to be very different to her. You know, she is somebody who's very academic, always has been. You know, um, my dad always jokes that he wakes up at like, you know, I don't know, 7am and she's already been up for like three hours and she's got like this list of like articles that she's already read and he's just like, I just want to drink my coffee. Um, You know, she's very much focused on learning and understanding things, which is absolutely fine. Um, That's just not, you know, for me, that rest comes from music. It comes from Reading, it comes from creating art, it comes from journaling, and so the point I'm trying to make, and I don't know if I'm doing a great job of it, is that rest rest is subjective, right? It doesn't have to be taking a nap. It can be. Um, I struggle to take naps. Very, I'm very shit at taking naps. Always have been. Um, but I've got better. <laughs> but it's not how I would measure my rest. Um, so find those metrics that you can use, you know, find those ways of measuring these things, you know, how would you measure fun? How do you measure creativity? What does ease look like for you? Um, and what does rest look like for you? And we're going to be talking a lot about this in the next season of the podcast. I don't know why I had to sing that, but we are, um, you know, come September and and the next few months, we're going to be talking a lot about rest and we're going to be talking about, um, the ways in which we can kind of measure these things. Um, It will all make so much more sense when I'm not being really vague, but you will be able to really take what we've been doing today, take these journal prompts and apply them, you know, during the next season of the show. And really, as I said, you know, you can measure your success however you want to. And I would love for you to come over to Instagram and tell me, you know, some of the ways in which you measure success, because we all have different lives to live. And so telling everybody that they should all have the same financial goal is just absolute bullshit. Um, And it's a lie, you know, it's a lie that success only looks one way. It's not linear and it is expansive and it doesn't need to be conditioned. And I think having conditional goals is a huge part of the problem Um, it definitely comes from diet culture. I've, you know, I'm firsthand experience of that, that when I weigh this, I'll be happy. When I'm this dress size, I'll be worthy of whatever. Such a crock of shit, you know. I was saying to somebody just recently that the most profound thing I've realized this year or in the last few months since divulging from diet culture more and more and really working on that personally is that I am the happiest I've ever been in my life and yet I'm fat and that's really hard, no pun intended, to swallow because if you're told your entire life that happiness comes from being a certain dress size or a certain weight or looking a certain way and you do not fit into those boxes but you're happy, the, the narrative in your head is that can't be right. And I do not know how I got there from, uh, from what we've just been talking about, but here we are. So just so you know, this is what it's like having a conversation with me. If you ever get the joy Sitting down with me on a WhatsApp message or a Voxer conversation, my friends will tell you this is exactly what it's like. I go off a tangents and don't know where I went or how I got there. But let's come back to today's episode. So these are different ways in which you can measure success in your business. Come over and tell me some of the ways in which you measure success in your business. I'd love to know more. Um, I am so so grateful for you, for you listening, for you sharing the show for however it is that you support my work, whether it's here or anywhere else, I am so grateful for you. Um, and I want to kind of transition out of this episode, um, by pulling a card, because as I said to you, we're going to be starting this Patreon, um, this little thing called Patreon in September. And part of the, part of the, um, new moon and full moon cycles is I always pull some oracle cards something that I like to do each month for my business anyway, so I thought I'd finish up by just pulling, that is me shuffling the cards, I thought I would pull a card for us as a community for today, so I'm actually using a deck, um, called the Creative Journey Oracle Deck, it was created by Abby Sai and Chingay Labrador, um, so this, I can link to this in the show notes, um, But it basically is designed to inspire the artist in you with 40 Oracle cards designed to spark your creativity, help you overcome blocks and unlock your imagination. So I got this back in January and I've used it a few times um, with my my business buddies and during our circles. And it's just a really nice reminder. So I love this card. So the card that I've just pulled is a Dreamer card. So the dreamer cards tackle ideas and inspiration, okay? They remind us of the importance of our dreams and our imagination. So this card says, cultivate curiosity. And um, the imagery on these cards is really, really interesting because it's not like your typical, I'm using air quotes, your typical oracle cards. So there's this like beautiful sky... um, there's a few clouds, but they're like got this pink hue. There are books and there is um, an image of the world of earth and somebody sitting on top of the earth, just kind of gazing out into space. And I just love this. I love curiosity is a value of us over here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, it is a value of mine personally. Um, it is something I talk about a lot in the Outlaw Journal. You'd think that I planned this, I did not. Um, but curiosity is so so important because when we are being curious, we release the self judgment. Right? You can't be judgmental when you're being curious because you ask better questions right? You ask different questions. You ask questions like, I wonder why, you know, I wonder why it's like that. I wonder why I feel that way. Um, It looks very different to the the conversations we have with ourselves when we are, you know, being judgmental or we're trying to shame ourselves, you know, versus like, why did you do that? You're so rubbish to, I wonder why I made that choice right? There's curiosity. And of course, the way we say it makes a massive difference. But um, I love this card. I'm so glad that I pulled it. So th- for anybody who's interested, it is number five. Um, cultivate curiosity, right? Go out into the world the next month and be curious about, curious about success, curious about the ways in which you can measure your success, Um, curious about your business and, and the ways in which you are doing things. And I would love um, to know how you get on with these journal prompts. Um, and yeah, as I said, we are starting a Patreon. Um, in a few weeks time I think probably a couple of weeks time now it will be going live and you will be able to join us on Patreon of course I will be talking all about it when it happens but if you would like to join the waitlist and have first access to join us the link is in the show notes or you can head over to my Instagram profile either one of my Instagram profiles either my personal one or the show um, you will find the link over there and as I said, the first episode will go live August 27th. And the new season is going to start September 1st. So look out for the trailer, which will be coming towards the end of August. And thank you so, so much for listening in. Thank you so much for joining me again for this week. And I'm going to see you very, very soon. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode, along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melaninightscom forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, Outlaws.